Wait, did you hear that? There's something out there from Marfa Public Radio. A show about the strange things that happen in everyday life. You're listening to There's Something Out There. I'm Zane Brzezinski. A few years ago, Jenny was driving from the Pacific Coast to Southwest Texas, trying to escape the cold, when her car heater broke down just as she reached her destination. It was a cold December night in 2007, and I was driving through West Texas alone with my dog in a 30-year-old Toyota RV. And I ended up in Marfa, and there was an event at Ballroom. And when I was there, I met a gentleman by the name of Walter Nelson. And Walter was the artist in residence up at Building 98, the International Women's Foundation. And he was trying to explain it to me, that it was a, the officer's quarters from the army, back to the cavalry days. And that um, he was staying in you know, this compound, in these barracks. And I just kept saying how cold I had been the night before at the Apache Pines RV park when it got down to nine degrees and everything froze in my little RV. And so he was insistent that I come up and bring my truck and there was a spare bedroom up there. So I follow him up the hill and it ends up being this 30,000 square foot hacienda barracks living quarters that the officers had lived in. And so as I slept that night, I was awoken at about 3.30 in the morning, and it was very cold, and it was windy, but I was awoken by the sound of this man laughing. Laughing, laughing, laughing. And then I could make out the sound of a horse whinnying. And it was just peculiar and odd, and I went back to sleep. So I end up back in Marfa, and I run into my friend Dick DeGarren, and I don't know how we got on the story at Building 98, probably because I ended up actually living up there for about six months when I first came back. And something made me tell him the story of that night, and he got the most spooked expression on his face and asked me if I'd heard of the story of old Louie. And I said, no, I, I didn't know what or who old Louie was. So at this point, Dick is totally freaked out, which is starting to make Jenny feel uneasy as well. Dick started talking about how he not only knew where the sounds were coming from, but that one of the only pictures of old Louie was hanging up on his wall at home. Now that they were both thoroughly freaked, he began to tell the origins of old Louie. I don't know if I can tell it without choking up a little bit because it, it's very emotional. Uh, the cavalry station at the fort near Martha was uh, being decommissioned. The fort itself uh, was being decommissioned from the cavalry, and they had a, a ceremony with all of the uh, cavalry officers. Of course, so the cavalry officers all had their swords out. They're all lined up. But they had a mascot, uh, an older horse that had been the mascot of the cavalry, and his name was Old Louie. And he'd had the same groom for maybe 20 years, uh, maybe longer than that. Uh, old Louie himself was in his 30s, which is pretty old for a horse, but he's good tall and has a great configuration and posture in this photograph. 
And in the photograph, they're showing uh, many of the officers and their horses lined up, and old Louis is standing in front with his with his groomsmen. And uh, the cavalry officers have their swords drawn, and it tells a story about how they honored uh, old Louis uh, that day. And then shortly after that, they put him down. They said in a humane way, but there's no real humane way, I suppose. I think they shot him. They buried him uh, near Building 98. Legroom, who had been his constant companion for the, for 20 years or more, was so despondent that two days later, he went out to Louis' grave and shot himself. And of course, the town understood. And ever since then, it has been rumored that he and old Louis, their spirits are still wandering. So that's the story. <laughs> When I told it to uh, Jenny Lynn and showed her the photograph and the story, she had uh, eyes as big as saucers, just as I had when she told me about hearing the sound of a, uh, an old man and a, and a horse. I definitely got chills and I think probably a little teary-eyed. I mean, it was uh, a sad story and I'm a horse lover and, um, you know, I, I don't know what... For sure that was that I heard that night, but it did very much so sound like an old man laughing and a horse winning. And was it just the wind? I I don't know. So you could probably tell that Jenny is skeptical about the whole situation. She told us that she considers herself a logical person and she wants to keep an open mind about what happened to her that night at Building 98. And when Dick heard Jenny's story, he pretty much felt the same way. You know, uh, I'm a lawyer, and my training is to think logically and to require proof and to think in a linear fashion. But I want to believe that there's spirits out there. So we know old Louie actually existed. We have a photo of him and everything. That should mean that we can track down some more hard evidence on him. So we talked to Lon Taylor, who worked for the Smithsonian Institution and gave a talk on Building 98 at the Chinati Foundation, a contemporary art museum in Marfa, Texas. And we asked him if he'd heard of this myth. <laughs> I don't know what old Louie would be doing in Building 98 anyway. Uh, old Louie was a horse, and Building 98 was an officer's club. All right, just for some background, Building 98 was part of Fort D.A. Russell, which was a military base in Marfa. The horses on the fort, including Old Louie, weren't stationed anywhere near Building 98. They were actually about a half mile from the officers' quarters. So Lon says there's no real connection between the building and Old Louie, and that it doesn't really make sense for Old Louie's spirit to be roaming around Building 98. And that's not the only discrepancy Lon found in the ghost story of Old Louie either. He said there wasn't any report of a man who shot himself after Old Louie was put down, and that Old Louie didn't really belong to anyone. I mean, the, the, the horses that belonged to the 1st Cavalry uh, did have uh, some sergeant in charge of, of the horses for each company, a stable sergeant. But I, there's no record of uh, any stable sergeant killing himself. So Old Louie was put down. Both Lon and Dick agree on that. But the question is why? To explain that, we need to talk about some of the history of Fort D.A. Russell. It was originally established in 1911 to protect the U.S. border during the Mexican Revolution, which is what brought Old Louis there originally. 
But in 1931, General Douglas MacArthur announced plans to mechanize the army, which meant the cavalry would be riding in tanks and automobiles instead of on horseback. And in December 1932, Fort D.A. Russell held a final review. And uh, old Louis, uh, as I said, was a, an aged horse that belonged to the 1st Cavalry. And in this final review, old Louis, uh, who was 34 years old, and too old to be sent to another cavalry unit, was draped in black and led without a rider in this review. And then, according to the uh, the, the uh, Marfa newspaper, was painlessly disposed of, which I presume meant he was shot in the head uh, and buried uh, there at, uh, at Fort D.A. Russell. The horses on Fort D.A. Russell were either sent to another cavalry or to a slaughterhouse, with the exception of Old Louis. He became sort of a mascot to the first cavalry. Lon suspects Old Louis was the only horse to be killed and buried at Fort D.A. Russell. He was symbolic to, to the first cavalry regiment uh, of the coming mechanization of the, of the regiment. And, and cavalrymen hated the idea of, of being put in tanks or driving trucks or riding in trucks. Uh, you know, people have always been romantic about horses and, and horsemen. And if you've ever ridden horseback, you can understand why, because when you're on the back of a horse, you're elevated above everybody else. You take a totally different perspective uh, on the world. And the horseman has always been considered superior to the person on foot. Now, the myth of old Louis may have been a bit romanticized compared to the historical take on him. And even Jenny said she wasn't sure if she heard a man or a horse. It may have been the wind. But that doesn't make the historical truth any more or less important than the myth. So all cultures have their own myths about dying. And what happens when we die? Is it is it what we believe? Does that happen for a while and then we just become a drop that falls back into the ocean? Who can say? I mean, we, we have no more say as much as a, a baby has of it being born. But I'm, I'm open to the, to the possibilities. Now, I think there's a need to believe in myth. Most myths teach lessons or things to live by. They teach honor, they teach integrity, they teach values. So I think there's a need to believe in things like the myth of old Louis. This episode of There's Something Out There was produced and edited by James Kim and narrated, scored, and sound designed by Zane Brzezinski. Additional help from Jefferson Yen, and the executive producer is Tom Michael. You're listening to Marfa Public Radio.